This is the win-win situation. The first broadcast of the semester. Wow. Yeah, we're a few weeks in, but last week I was at a Black Midi show with Black Country New Road. So we put it off one more week. And this week, unfortunately, my dad is a little bit under the weather. He has a fever of 99.2, but more so he's just tired. So rest is the most important thing. That's why I have my friend Ethan here. Hello, everybody. My name's Ethan. I'm excited to be filling in for Nick's dad. Great guy. But uh, we're all in a fantasy football league together as well. I'm not doing too hot in it as of right now. Uh, It's okay. My dad always does well in fantasy football. He's just got a knack for it. I'm up and down. Anyway, we're going to play some music today. And it'll be pretty cool because we'll have a new new face means new music taste introduced to the show. So I'm excited to hear some stuff that maybe I haven't heard before. And in honor of our special guest, Ethan, I think it's only right for Ethan to start things off with his first selection. So you can tell us what you got or you can keep it a surprise. Okay, well, I'll tell you guys the first song. I wanted to give a shout out to my friend Will, his uh, band Guy Ferrari, with his song uh, Dirt Track. Nice. Yeah. Play Uh, that. This is it.
documentary filmmaker passes by on the hospital ward. And a documentary filmmaker poses for a photo. And a documentary filmmaker goes home at the end of the day, but I'll sit and watch the seasons change. Cause it was warm in the summer Warm in the summer
Sir Prince, with If I Was Your Girlfriend. From 1987, I just looked it up. Some one of Ethan's selections. Can we can we get a round of applause <laughs> for the uh, 
Can we get a round of applause for the Prince track, please? Thank you, everybody. And before that, how about a round of a uh, round of applause for uh, Stuart for Squid? The one before that was uh, was Squid, right? Right? Nah. <laughs> All right. Wow that that's a that's a bit of a bummer. And I also have one for for in case of bummer. Uh, bummer uh cheers i mean wait bummer occurrences there's a button for that i was looking for a boo one but i'm not sure if we have a boo one i think i got it confused with iMovie you but guys there gotta is... get a bigger soundboard so you can get millions of different sound effects you got a fart sound oh that's that would be one. good that would be great that one would probably be abused a little bit but <laughs> but yeah the the squid track I have to admit, I'm not great with song names. So as I was cruising through the album, I was like, which song is the hype one? And I chose the song Documentary Filmmaker from their 2021 release, which was called... Oh, I didn't know they were that recent. Yeah, Bright Green Field. Very cool. And they have some real bangers on that, but Documentary Filmmaker has like a crescendo that's a lot of yelling and then the rest of it is pretty tame so it wasn't the most catchy song but i'll keep trying i'll return to squid later on but the first song in that set as ethan said earlier or did you say that earlier it's a dirt track by guy ferrari yeah guy ferrari so uh one of my one of my good friends from high school who is one of the best guitarists I've ever met, probably the best. And uh, I followed that up with Prince, who was also probably one of the best guitarists ever. That's very so. true. Respect. Yeah. Respect to the guitar crew. Yeah. And Guy Ferrari, where are they based on in now? Like, but, uh, They are Vermont. Vermont? Yep. That's up there. It is. They just went on tour, so you guys missed them, but uh, they were in D.C., about a month ago. Did you see him? I didn't. Oh, I was sorry. at the beach. Yeah. I was so probably... Sad. I should have been more aware of the occurrence. But next time they come through, I'm going to have to hit that up. Especially if they come to Baltimore. I know they were trying to hit Baltimore a little bit, but it just didn't work out. But there's always the future. So remember the name, Guy Ferrari, before they blow up. It's a great name. It's a very good name. It's a very good band name. Big ups to Will and the crew for the fantastic band name Guy Ferrari. <laughs> and their song Dirt Track. Search them up. Take a listen. Keep an eye out for shows. Wherever you're listening from, maybe they'll come to a city near you. Who knows? And Follow if you're them listen- on Instagram. Exactly. And if you're from Vermont, they probably will have a show there at some point. So especially be on the lookout for all the Vermont crew out there who's listening right now. So we're going to get on with it a little bit i got a track it's somewhat of a classic from the 1980s and it's by a band called naked eyes and this song is called always something there to remind me can we get a round of applause first of course (laughs) (laughs) let it ride out 
The crowd is happy about this one. The crowd is really happy about this one. Dude, let's hit it.
We are back. We were talking a little bit about Garrett Wilson juking Kyle Hamilton. Garrett Wilson of the New York Jets juking Kyle, Kyle Hamilton of the Baltimore Ravens. Because I was asking, how did Kyle Hamilton do this weekend? Because unfortunately, I couldn't actually watch the game. I just checked out the highlights on YouTube. But that can only show so much. But I saw Joe Flacco drop in a few dimes. which was He good was to terrible. See. Yeah, that's... He also took 59 attempts. That's a lot. Too, way too many. They, I feel like their run game is pretty good. Yeah, we were like better like than eight yards per carry. <laughs> yeah. With how good they were doing, I know you don't want to hurt your running backs week one and just try to ease them into use more so, but they probably could have done with some more running there. But who am I to say? You know, I'm just a little fan. I'm just a little just fantasy a little football guy. Just a little guy. I'm just a little guy. I'm just a little fantasy football player with a nose that crinkles and and a fantasy football roster that puts up points. So you want to tell us a little bit about the song selections you had for that? Uh... Yeah, that would probably be better <laughs> than my tangent. Well, the last song that we played was Third Eye Blind, London. Ooh. Yeah, it's off of their self-titled 1997 album, which has actually, in my opinion, gained classic status classic album this is a great album yeah because it's got the hits semi-charmed life jumper and it's got the deep tracks like that one exactly this is a deep cut this is actually their second least played song on the album according to spotify it's this one and the song right before it good for you but that's just kind of what happens towards the end of albums unless they got a hit on them as well which this one seems to motorcycle drive by. Anyway, I got the album from Goodwill. Shout out to Goodwill because I got it for two bucks. Good condition. And I really can't complain. It's turned me on to some good power pop stuff. And the song before that was another 1997 track, believe it or not. But a bit of a softer style. Softer singer-songwriter style from the late, great Elliot Smith. Yes, sir. The Alex Bozo. G. The Alex G. Copycat. No, I'm just kidding. Elliot Smith is definitely a legend when it comes to the indie songwriter sort of thing. I think. Definitely. Yeah, that's what's up. What was that song called? Rose Parade. Nice. And what was the what was the one that you played before that? 
the song that I had played before that was all something the Christmas song. always there to remind me yeah, yeah the Christmas song exactly by Naked Eyes I think it's always something there to remind me and that track is from 1983 isn't it crazy to think about the difference between 1983 and 1997 was 14 years and the difference between now and 2008 was 14 years and i can remember 2008 pretty well me too yeah we you were in like second third grade i was in third fourth grade i guess we're kind of showing our age here too we're like older than most college students we as are. well anyway enough about that shout out to rachel ethan's mom listening and also shout out to mia a friend of ethan's listening maybe even my dad's listening from his cozy hopefully restful room or some room in the house <laughs> uh, i hope you're doing well i hope you're doing better and i hope you're getting some rest if you're sleeping that's also good maybe you're just listening he probably should should get some sleep if he's got a fever yeah but not to worry everybody it's only a, a small fever a slight fever and I think, oh, no way. <laughs> You're quite welcome. You're quite welcome to Rachel, who who said hi to me. Ethan relayed the message. And then I figured, you know what? I got to make it live. I got to respond live. Because that's, that's how it is with the fans. So whether you're listening live or listening in podcast form. We love it. We love the support. Love it. And we also love music. Which is why we're here. It might be why you're here. Or maybe you're here just to support us. In our endeavors and hobbies. But whatever the case. Either way. We're going to play some music for you. Whether you like it or not. Absolutely. And Ethan has something locked and loaded for I the do. crew. For the crowd. For everybody. Do you want to hop right into it? or? Uh, this is a song called Hang on the Telephone. It's a cover of Blondie by The Nerves from 2007, I believe. Uh, let me check that. 2008. My bad. That's but uh, anyways, let this, let's get this fired up. We're rolling. I'm in the phone with this.
That was STRFKR with German Love from their 2008 album, Self-Titled. You can figure it out. Did I say the name of that song yet? German Love? You said it. Yeah. All right, cool. From 2008. Am I the only one who enjoys like saying song dates and just thinking about like the years that different albums came out? I don't think so. That's what's up. It's interesting. Yeah, because then you can piece together, get a little bit of a chronological idea. Yeah. Yeah. Because everybody kind of influences each other. Or different types of sounds influence other types of sounds. You can see how some genres have evolved over the years. Things like that. For instance, this song reminded me of Alex G, who is a more recent artist, but... Maybe, maybe he took some influence. Maybe he didn't. Whatever the case, it kind of sounds similar. So I think his sound is a bit of an evolution from this. Who notoriously sounds a lot like Elliot Smith, who we played earlier. Yeah, very notorious. Do you think that there, do you think that there are, well, this is probably a loaded question because there probably are, but Elliot Smith fans who can't stand Alex G. <laughs> like maybe there are like purists who are just like, I can't stand Alex G. Well, he's got some some very off the wall stuff compared to, to Elliot Smith. That's El- true. Elliot Smith is, is pretty, I wouldn't, I don't think cookie cutter is the right word, but like for that genre, he doesn't yeah. do anything crazy experimental. It's mostly just singer songwriter. And as opposed to Alex G who has, some really weird stuff in his discography. That's true. So it's not exactly an apples to apples comparison. Although people like to make it out to be. I guess that's kind of what I was just doing now. <laughs> but yeah, that's a good point. Alex, she yeah. does have a lot of like really bonkers stuff. And he he likes to experiment with different things too. He does. And I respect that because you can swing in kind of any direction. Whether it's experimental or just very straightforward and and catchy. Even though, that's not to say that his experimental stuff can't be catchy. Because there is a lot of that too. Definitely. I may play one of his new songs later in the evening. Ooh. New song came out this, this weekend uh, for Alex G. Not Elliot Smith. That that's, would be crazy. That would be kind of insane. Maybe there's something in the vault, but... Apparently, Prince has a lot in his Does vault. Does he? Yeah. I bet there's a... But that that's the other thing that always makes me sad is when music that an artist didn't want released while they were alive gets released. Like, I, I think they would be mad about that. I may be wrong. But yeah. there's a reason why they decided not to release it. Yeah. It might become a bit of a cash grab after that sometimes. Like Kurt Cobain. I feel like he would not have wanted early demos released. Or just, like, they literally released an album of him just messing around with, like, a tape recorder. And... I remember that. That was for that documentary they did, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know. I think it was. I guess it was, yeah. But I just remember reading a Pitchfork review on it, and they were like, this is awful. And I was like, oh. (laughs) Like, okay, I'm not listening to that obviously. Yeah, I was... That was, like, deep in my Pitchfork era. But now I'm in my Rate Your Music era. <laughs> uh, I think I've talked about it on the show before, but it's basically a website where 
it's a crowdsourced rating system for for music and everything seems to land between a three and a four if <laughs> like collectively because there's so many people rating stuff so you really have to go like micro level to know differences between albums because at first i was like how's like there were some albums that i considered masterpieces and they were like a 3.8 and i was like how is that possible but then as i looked at more albums i was like okay to get a four it's really really hard like if you have a if you have an album if somebody releases an album on that website that's over a four rating then it's probably in song of the year contention like objectively Mm. name me name me an album just like any album i'm about to look it up uh jimmy hendrick experience all right (laughs) that's a good one so I'm looking this up on Rate Your Music right now. But I think, like, this one has to be, like, one of the top rated. So is it, uh, wh- which Or are you experienced? Want? Yeah. Oh, are you experienced? Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's a 4.13. What's what's Electric Ladyland? Uh, Electric Ladyland is... 4.16, a little bit okay, higher. Okay, so they give him some respect. Yeah. Uh, what's another? Axis Bold of Love, Bold as Love. That might be my favorite of his. That's the lowest rated out of oh. his original trilogy. I think that's fair, though. Uh, 3.98. I can see why. But, yeah, you kind of get the idea. For instance, Electric Ladyland, a 4.16 collective rating, is ranked number two out of every 1968 album released. According to Rate Your Music users. And the first one, you can probably imagine which one it is. Now, I'm not going to show it, though. You have to guess. <laughs> the best album ever, they're saying? Uh, no, of 1968. Oh, 1968. Yeah. So third... Abbey Road was 69, wasn't it? Yeah. 68. Give me a hint. But no, you're like red hot. Am I? Yeah, red hot. So it's the Beatles. Yeah. The White Album. Yeah. The White Album got a 4.14, which is actually lower than Electric Ladyland, but they weigh it different because more people gave it ratings. So like 39,000 users gave it ratings. But yeah, that's just how the website works. It's fun because you can discover music that, people like that might be kind of esoteric and then you can take a listen to it yourself for example there's a band called fishmans from japan and they're like they're legendary because the front man played this live performance and then a few months later he died and he didn't tell anybody that he was going to die but i think he knew that he was and in retrospect, listening back to the live album, it holds a lot more weight. He had like a mm. heart condition. And I guess he knew he didn't have much time left. So he he made an announcement that that would be their last show. But people thought that he was just quitting the band. But then he like actually died. Wow. Yeah. So people found out about it like years later. And now they hold it as like this legendary live album. And it's very good. But, yeah, that's just, like, 
that's just like what you can discover and rate your music. Well, but, speaking about uh, Jimi Hendrix, we have a song. To that's play right. You. Yeah, that's him. right. That's right. I guess I should say what songs were, what songs that we just played besides our last song, German Love. The song before that was Daft Punk Aerodynamic, which is dope, off of their 2001 album. What is that one called? Discovery? Aerodynamics? Oh, that. Oh, album. Yeah, yeah, Discovery. Discovery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as it came out, people were kind of 50 50 on it. But that's Turned another one that's a retrospect classic, just yeah. like that Third Eye Blind. Yeah. And the first song in that set, once again, was The Nerves, Hanging on the Telephone. It's the only song I know by them. But uh, it's a great cover. Yeah. Maybe, I, maybe I'll just have to dig into a little bit more of the nerds. They might only have one album. Interesting. That like makes me that. wonder if if it was a side project or something. Maybe. But whatever the case, speaking of Jimi Hendrix, I got a little something from the CD that doesn't quite belong to me. It belongs to my dad. But it's Jimi Hendrix experience live at Winterland. And... Think it was like around New Year's, nineteen seventy, I believe, or maybe not. That I think I'm thinking of a completely different album, <laughs> but it was probably like sixty nine or seventy. He played it, and this song is a Cream cover, "Sunshine of Your Love." We're just gonna get right into it and let the listeners decide what to make of this Jimi Hendrix cover. Do you like it? Do you love it? Well, do you like, do you think uh, <laughs> Fantano, <laughs> think Fantano is a fair music reviewer? Because what's that thing that he always asks at the end of his episodes? Like, Oh yeah, did you, you like it? it? Did you love it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know besides that, but yeah, that's definitely it. Yeah. Maybe I just need to watch more of him. Maybe I should stop looking at any music reviews besides Anthony Fantano. But things to ponder as we play the Jimi Hendrix experience.
That's crazy. And then it just jumps back or whatever.
Yeah, that was Semi-Sonic from their 1998 album Feeling Strangely Fine. And that song is called All Worked Out. No, just kidding. <laughs> it's called Never You Mind. I almost played All Worked Out, but I figured, you know what? I think I like the piano riff a little bit more to begin the song in Never You Mind, so... The decision was made. Anyway, this uh, that's the same group who made Closing Time. The song that goes like, Closing, <clears throat> closing Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never start stuff on like the right note, but... <laughs> but yeah, that's Semisonic. And it's a good Power Pop album. Another one that I found thrift shopping. I believe I got it from Goodwill. Probably a Goodwill up around... Del- up around Delaney Valley, past the Lock Raven Reservoir. I forgot what area that's called, though. Phoenix, maybe? Phoenix, Maryland? Which feels, like, very far away, but it's, like, actually not. Anyway, that's the Semisonic track. Before that, we had Ethan with the track... I don't remember. It's all I'm, right. All of a sudden, I'm... I made a note wanking. of it. It's the pastels, nothing to oh, be done. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 1993 track. So we're taking a bit of a heavy listen into the 90s tunes. But before that, going all the way back to 1968, Jimi Hendrix experience 
Sunshine of Your Love, Live at Winterland. October. October. 1968. Yes. Early October. Between October 10th and 12th of 1968. So I guess they just took... They took it from one of those shows. Maybe it specifies somewhere in the liner notes, but I didn't quite get that deep. So I apologize for the listeners who might be curious about it. Speaking of listeners, shout out to Mark. Yeah, shout out Mark. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thanks to everybody listening. Yeah, right that's big. I'm glad. I'm glad that a lot of Ethan's crew is listening in. And that's pretty cool. It's an honor to have my voice heard by you guys <laughs> and my rambling. I guess that's what radio is all about. It really is. It really is. That's what it's all about, baby. So maybe rambling. I... Yeah. Especially sports talk radio. Oh, my gosh. They say so many words without saying a single thing. It's, yeah. It's pretty impressive. Absolutely. Like Sports Center. No, not necessarily Sports Center, but like pardon the interruption and around the horn and first take. Oh my gosh. First take might be that might take the cake. It's just like the all out like what are we doing here <laughs> show. It's crazy. But maybe I just have a voice for radio. And by voice for radio, I mean I'm able to kill time very well. I could be a gerrymanderer. No, that's not the word. Because that's separating voting districts. <laughs> uh, filibuster. A I filibusterer. Could, yeah, I could be a filibusterer. Maybe. Apparently dudes could go for days just saying different stupid stuff. I forgot what filibusters are used for, but it was just... <laughs> I think it's just designed to make people annoyed. Filibusters? I think so. It's just, it's basically like, if like a, I'm just not even going to try it. I, I, I know what it is, but it's, I don't feel like. Yeah, we'll it. get, we'll get back to you guys on that <laughs> at some point. You'll have to listen in in the future, but it's 843 at the time of recording. We got time for one more set and we'll get Ethan to start us off a little bit. So what you got for us, Ethan? Well, I'm between two things right now. Thinking... Should I go new or old? You could probably go both. If we make this set... A song that was simultaneously released in 1970 and 2022? That would be cool. That would that would be pretty cool. <laughs> but uh, Simultaneously. Right, I'll go old and then I'll go new for the last song. I like the sound of I'll that. Do. Let's hit this. All right, guys. This is the Velvet Underground. Nice. I found a reason. i 
come and see what it's about nice toastmasters are we on we are on we were just talking a little bit about toastmasters but don't worry i have a connection to make james l fisher former president of the university died recently and professor quincy johnson the faculty advisor for the club that i'm in called toastmasters he was talking about James Fisher's vision for the university back when he was president of the school. And he said that he didn't want it just to be a teacher's college, like it had a reputation for, but he wanted it to be rich in business, science, health sciences, and so on. And his vision is coming true, according to Professor Johnson, but took a lot of footwork to get here. So shout out to James Fisher. May he rest in peace. Anyway, that set closed off with Alex G's newest, hottest tune, Miracles. I guess maybe not the best descriptor since it was very calm and peaceful tune. No, that's a hot song. That's a hot track right there. It is a hot track. I'm glad we're on the same page with that. Miracles by Alex G. His newest single from a string of four singles that he's released this year and maybe a little one came out last I think they're all year. this year. Oh, yeah, you're right. They're all this year. But he likes birds, I guess, because <laughs> a lot of these single covers have birds on I them. believe his sister does all the paintings for his albums, that's, which is kind of cool. That's beast. She's great. She's very talented, if, she, if that is true. Absolutely. And I like how he uses what he has and what's around him. I've always respected people who do that. They, I respect also the people who are ambitious and reach for totally different things, but some, there's something to be said about sticking towards what you know and the people that you know and just using what they're gifted at, and I think that's really cool. I believe he still uses GarageBand to record. I'm He probably has moved past that, but I know for a few of his... Most recent albums. He definitely used GarageBand for most of them. Big respect. Big respect. So Alex G. Miracles before that. Stan Getz. Corcovado. Quiet Nights of Quiet Stars. 1963. A Bossa Nova track. Another peaceful thing. I guess we had a bit of a peaceful thing going on. Still a hot track though. But very hot track. Very hot track dating back almost 60 years. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. About uh, 59 years from now, or since now. You know what I mean. <laughs> anyway, the first song in that set was The Velvet Underground. I found a reason. And Velvet Underground, like Jimi Hendrix, Pioneers. Definitely. But Velvet Underground, I guess, was more art rock. But really, 
It's all rock and roll to me. Just like Billy Joel said. He said it's still rock and roll to me, but it's pretty close. So we want to thank you for joining us. In fact, I'm going to start a little song to play us out. And it's been a pleasure having you here, Ethan. Thanks for having me, Nick. It's yeah. a good time. Got to play some hot tracks. Yeah. Talk about some fantasy football. Absolutely. And some great music. Yeah. And you did it last minute too, which I really appreciate. Also, before we end, I have one more story about Ethan. Yesterday I was starving and I couldn't get food because I was kind of in the corner of the campus where there's like no solid food and I didn't have time because I was between classes. Ethan got me a burrito from the student union and brought it to me and it was an absolute lifesaver because I was at school like all day yesterday. So thank you for that, Ethan. And of course. Thank you everybody for joining us. We're about to run out of time, but yeah, keep listening weekly. My dad will be back next week, God willing, and be salt and light, as he would say. So thank you guys again. So take it easy. Have a good night or whenever you're listening. Bye-bye. City and M-